0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the X Button Podcast. Today is June the third, and I am here to talk about video games again. Um, yeah, today is a today is a sad day, boys. Today is a very sad day. It has been confirmed that God of War is being delayed till twenty twenty two. Um. <clears throat> Yeah, I'm jumping right into this episode. You thought you thought I was about to do a bunch of housekeeping, talk about the listens, no, 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 no. Daddy's on a time crunch today. This might be the shortest episode ever. I don't even know yet. I don't even know what I'm going to talk about. But right now, I know what I'm talking about. And that is God of War being delayed until 2022. There was an interview with Herman Holst on the official PlayStation podcast where it confirmed a bunch of different things, one of which is the delay and... um. Color me not surprised Uh, They haven't talked about it for a while. I had hopes that it would be this year and I I really had like high hopes strong hopes that it would be this year But uh, he had confirmed that it is being pushed in the next year So the team has more time to work on it and that horizon is for sure coming out this year Um, So on one hand we got that good news and on the other hand This is bad news, but on the other other hand on the many other hands if this was a spider uh, I'm not upset that it got delayed until next year. Uh, this is one of their biggest titles, if not the biggest titles they ha- title they have, and uh, it needs all the time, tender love and care. It, it it could take, uh, especially after like how good Last of Us Two did and how good the first game was. Like it, it needs to compete with this modern. Sony thing, especially if they're putting all their chips in that basket of producing this high quality, uh, undeniably great content there. I mean, take your, take all the time in the world. I would hate for that to come out rushed and unfinished or rushed with bugs or rushed with a half baked story. Like take all the time you need. So that, it's not, I guess it's not fully bad news, but you know, it, it is kind of a bummer. I was hoping to play that this year, but Uh, We do have Horizon. That's the good news. And uh, they had shown some recently, and I think it looks phenomenal. Uh, It looks like it's doing a lot, but um, they haven't come out with a flat-out release date, which I'm hoping that would be soon. You know, I I think that would possibly be at E3, maybe. Maybe do another state of play regarding it and talk about the date. Maybe show some more gameplay and whatnot. Um, There's a lot of different ways they can go with that. So, um... We'll see. I don't know. And one thing they did announce that is uh, Sony now made Team Asobi first party, which if you don't know, Team Asobi is the team who made Astro's Playroom. And if you don't know about that, it is the pack-in game for the PlayStation 5. And it is probably one of the best. I mean, I I know it's just a pack-in game, but probably one of the best games I've played recently, to be honest. So so fucking good, so much nostalgia packed in one game it's it was nuts. I think I'd started this podcast after the p s five launch but uh that that was a tech demo pretty much to show you how the controller works, but it was also a solid platformer and it also had so many references to previous PlayStation lore and experiences like there was a fucking reference to uh. Monster Hunter in there, and I was like, What the fuck? It was uh, four four Astrobots chilling, and they all had P- PSPs, and on their backs, they had Monster Hunter weapons, and they're sitting at a campfire. Oh man, it almost made me tear up. I was like, Oh god, I, re- I remember playing that uh, for so long with my cousin Mitch, and we had our PSPs, and they had this ability to play it through your PS3 and make it online. So we were playing with like multiple people across the world and just farming out some of these missions and playing together. And we would hook up our PSPs to the TV. So we were playing like modern day monster hunter back then. And, uh, that experience was great and undeniable. Um, how fucking phenomenal it was and how much it pushed the gameplay you're kind of seeing today on monster hunter. I feel like, uh, it was, it's phenomenal. And I think, that the other references it had, like it referenced, you know, Days Gone, Last of Us, God of War. Uh, it, it has like a laundry list, like tons of references. Now, my next thing I'm wondering is, uh, well, first let me hit this news story real quick. They said that they're making a A family-friendly game, Team Asobi is, which I would assume that would be uh, Astrobot, like, the full game. Which, honestly, I would take a full game of that shit. That, that was phenomenal. I was upset when it ended. Uh, it's one of the few games where I had gotten the Platinum on it and I went back and finished the 100% because I had, like, some DLC uh, time trial type stuff. I went back and knocked those out because I love the game so much. The gameplay was fun. It utilizes the DualSense so much. And it, you know, you got the adaptive triggers and the haptic feedback and... You can feel the little feet running on the metal, and then when it switches to grass, you can feel like the brush of the grass. And dual sense is amazing. I think it's the most next gen thing out there, and it is. I don't. I don't know if it's the dual sense or what that made that game great, but I would take easily a, a full game of that. Now I'm wondering if it would be as good without the references, because I mean they they had made a game before called Astrobot, Rec- uh, Astrobot Rescue Mission. Stumbling over my words. And that was a VR game which uh, I never played though. I know it was like highly regarded to be one of the best VR games out there on the system. Uh, I'm not sure what that one did different. You know, I, I know it's, it's kind of like uh, Trevor saves the world or the universe, whatever it's called from uh, squanch games where it's basically you're your, your God in the sky looking down onto the level and, uh, you're basically controlling the character on the level as you're a viewer from the sky. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, re- I really don't know how this AAA like if, if they're putting all their money into it and making it a full game. I assume there would have to be a story to AstroBot, which would be kind of weird, you know, because he's very ubiquitous and anonymous in a way to any any specific storyline. So. I don't know. I think it'd be cool if they keep in some of the references to be honest and just have him keep traveling through Sony's history and have nods to Sony's history. I feel like if they just expand on that, that'd be, that'd be amazing just because it hits a nostalgia point for all of us. So you're getting that in-game treatment and it's also, it's also, I mean, you can make some type of storyline out of it, you know? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I think that'd be cool. And, uh, there was one thing that came out of that interview as well was they had mentioned that they're leaning more into PC gaming, which I'm wondering what that means. I wonder if we're going to get a full infrastructure like Xbox has where you can earn achievements, the saves transfer through the cloud and, you know, how integrated Microsoft is to computers and console. Uh, I'm curious to see how what that looks like, you know. Uh, it could take many different forms, I at least want trophies. It'd be so dope to just come home, get on my PC, watch YouTube videos or whatever, say, Oh, I want to play a game and not have to like go to my TV in the living room and turn it on or whatever. And, you know, play normally. It'd be kind of cool to just like hit a button on my PC, play some more God of War two unlock some trophies, turn it off for now and come back to it later. I think it could open up a lot of like windows to new players I think that's a great idea, especially since Microsoft has been capitalizing on PC gaming for a while now. Uh, it it only makes sense that they would lean more into it because that's just missed out money, especially after the success of Days Gone and uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. So we'll see. I wonder if uh, Horizon Zero Dawn or Horizon Forbidden West is going to be on PC. That'd be interesting. Curious about that one. Um, all in all, that uh, Herman Hulst interview is pretty interesting. I would recommend go checking it out on the official Play- PlayStation podcast, um, where he goes over a little a couple more details about the business and whatnot. Uh, a new story as well that's out is Nintendo has announced their times for E3, which they're doing an all-digital E3, which makes sense because I think everybody is. So it looks like that they're going to have a Nintendo Direct for E3 on June 15th at... 9 a.m. Pacific, uh, 12 Eastern. So I'm very curious to see what happens through Nintendo this year. I'd, I'd love to say that we get like so many balls to the wall announcements, but I feel like everybody's prediction for E3 is always like Elden Ring, Skate 4, all this stuff's happening, um, which honestly are my, I wouldn't say predictions, but they're definitely my hopes. And, you know, I'd like to get a, a pot out about that, just like what we expect, what we want. Out of Nintendo, they have so many licenses and franchises that are just kind of sitting in in limbo that are big games. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of updates they can give. And a lot of new games they can make, too. Like, Odyssey 2. Um, I heard a rumor about a Donkey Kong, new Donkey Kong game coming out. Like, there's all kinds of shit. And I think a new Donkey Kong game would be sick. Would be so dope. Um, Odyssey 2. Odyssey is one of the best games on switch it's my favorite game on switch to be honest outside of smash I guess uh, it's just it's one of the the adventure in that game and the references to the older Mario like experiences and stuff it, it was it's pretty sick and they meld in some like 2d Mario in there Mario Odyssey is amazing uh, if you haven't played that go check it out on switch for sure if you own a switch or if you don't have a switch and you're getting one, that's a good cho- choice as a first game, or Zelda Breath of the Wild if you're into if you're into that kind of stuff. Also, as of this recording, it is rumored that they're going to announce a Nintendo Switch Pro on Friday, which I've only heard in a couple spots. I've I've heard it in different spots, so that makes me curious. But um, I don't know how reliable those spots are to like if it's for sure. You know, if you if you can kind of get the vibe, but. Uh, it's rumored that it's going to be announced and uh, pre-orders are going to go up Friday night or Thursday midnight, maybe. I don't know, but uh, I, I feel like they would probably want an event for that. Maybe I'm naive. I don't know. That'd be interesting. I, I, I want to I wanna Switch Pro really bad. Certain games just run better, would run better on a Switch Pro. There's so many benefits we would get. We get clarity with the 4K, possibly DLSS uh, treatment for the TV dock mode. Uh, probably better battery life, probably, probably better screen. Uh, it could use a lot, you know, it could, it could improve a lot of Nintendo games and maybe make it a closer competitor to next gen. Probably. I mean, I I doubt even if they do these things, it would make it like on par, but if they can get a 4k switch or some sort of simulated 4k going, um, in docked mode, I don't really expect it in handheld mode that would be great. You know, that would be, that would be a big step into competing with the next gen and also having a viable console in this day and age. Cause the further we get out, the more dated the switch looks and feels. For instance, you have the, the stick drift that it was a big point of contention when the system launched. Uh, you have certain games that just perform like shit on there. Uh, I remember Astro chain, not running too well. Uh, what, what else was there? Pokemon at certain points, the frames would drop horrendously. The wild area was really bad. It'd be nice to have something that can just kind of like push it, you know, just fucking run it like no problem. And, uh, honestly, these games are so limited in their power usage, I guess is the best way to put it, that I think they could probably make something pretty powerful for not making it too expensive. That makes any sense, especially with the invention of DLSS if they integrate that somehow into the dock or make the dock a, a bigger piece of hardware instead of a mount to output to the TV then it, it could be something big like all they have all they have to do is add a little bit to the dock make the dock do some work um, to take up on the 4k part and then when it's handheld make it 1080 something like that the hardware will pick it up from there and make it perform well 60 frames most likely on both I mean, they can do a lot with it, but we'll see on that. I, I think it's going to happen. I just, I'm not 100% sure if it's going to happen soon or Friday. There are many rumors that are saying that, but like I said, I wouldn't I wouldn't hold my breath for it. Uh, another thing that came out of the uh, interview, back to that, which I had forgot to mention, was Ben Studios making a new game, a new IP, I guess. I don't know if it's... They, they quote, say it's a new game. They don't really specify if it's a new IP. I assume it would be a new IP, but uh it's I think it's confirmed that it's not Days Gone 2. And that honestly makes me happy cuz I didn't really care for Days Gone 2. It was an interesting game. It it took a lot of a lot of weird creative choices, but I think at the end of the day it doesn't do enough to like stand out from other um Sony first-party games. I think if it was a multi-platform game, it would probably be better uh, taken in. Like if that was on Xbox or something, or uh, some other platform. I know it's on PC, but uh, if it was in another community as well, it would feel more kind of like a Far Cry or something. You know, it would it would feel like it's like that that level of game, and I think it would be more widely supported. I think on PlayStation the community is kind of hot on it like the people who do love it love the shit out of it but uh, I just remember playing it and it taking forever like it was just so long and the zombie encounters were kind of meh to me and the survival mechanics were more annoying than anything I don't know and like your gas would run out super fast on the bike uh, you'd have to fix it if you run into enough zombies it was a lot of shit uh, but you know I'm interested to see what Ben makes. I wonder if they're gonna pick up some old Sony IP or make a new one. There's a lot they could do. Uh, I, I don't really know. Don't really know what they could do though. You know what I'm saying? I don't, there's there's a lot, but I don't know what. We'll have to wait and see on that one because there's many different places they could go. I wonder if it's gonna be a RPG survival type thing or if they're just gonna go completely left and do something else. But either way, it's a new Sony. It, most likely exclusive. Well, yeah, Ben Studio is a Sony is a Sony studio. I'm pretty sure. So it's gonna be an exclusive game, and we'll see on that what that's gonna be. Be exciting to get something new, fresh. You know, because uh, I mean, there's certain new IPs that Sony put out have been good so far, like you know, Returnal and all that. But um, I'd like a new something new that's gonna like sweep everybody off their feet. You know what I'm saying? Something big. I feel like God of War, Horizon, and Last of Us are like the three pillars of Sony. And it'd be kind of cool to like have a fourth and just have something just like brand new. You know, when we see the birth of these like new franchises, it's something you don't really see them coming until they're out. If that makes any sense. Like you can see the previews, you can see all this, but you don't know if it's going to be that next big thing. For instance, when I saw Overwatch for the first time, I was like, "It looks good." I don't know if it's gonna be, I don't know if it's gonna beat Call of Duty or whatever, but uh, and it didn't, but it still went out and made its own lane, and it, it's a pretty big lane for what it's doing. So I'm interested to see what they do. Of course, we'll see what happens with that, and uh, I'll report on it whenever that happens. Another thing, Ghost Runner is coming to PS5 in September. 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 September 28th. Uh, let me see the stats on this bad bitch. That's the game where you're pretty much like a, I guess you're not a ninja, but you're you're in like a cyberpunk style themed world. And uh, the PS5 version is going to bring 4K, 120 frames, and instant loading, which is fire. Of course, dual-sense support as well, feedback, and uh, I think the triggers might be used as well. 3D audio, ray tracing, this thing is pumping out some power. Uh, Apparently, it was running really well on the PC, so this is no surprise to a lot of people that it's running well on consoles. But it's exciting. Um, The game looked interesting for PS4. I I didn't play it back then when it came out simply because they had already announced that this was happening. And uh, it's happening in September, so it's another game to look out for, which is dope. And lastly is um, a quick shout-out to Operation Tango. Me and Steve have been playing that, and it is phenomenal it is like it takes two so if you like it takes two it's a nice little co-op game to play uh one thing about it is you need mics because it is all about helping somebody through you like you really have to work together to get through stuff it's literally back and forth it'll be like i have an ip address but steve can't see it and he needs it to type it into this thing and i gotta. I gotta tell him what the IP address is. He'll type it in. Then it's like a little mini game will play, and I have to hit a button at the same time he hits it. And uh, it sounds more monotonous the way I'm like describing it, but it's kind of cool because it's like in the movies where somebody's hacking stuff for someone, and the other person's trying to like make it through live, Like, um, you're you're basically going through I think like a couple missions, and uh, should be easy plat if you're into trophies and it's a fun experience if you want to play something after it takes two, like if you've already beaten that recently or, you know, you want, you need something to play right now. It's a, it's a free, free game of the month. It's interesting. Um, give it a try. I definitely recommend it if you have somebody to play with, who is somewhat coherent to like that, you know, can like give information to you pretty, pretty well. And cause there are times where it's like, okay, we have 20 seconds and you have to tell me what this shape looks like. And if you describe it wrong, I'll hit the wrong button and we die. And it's not like that serious. You don't have to restart the whole game over, but it is something time sensitive at certain points. And it does get very crunchy. Like you have to, you have to give me the information quick. Otherwise we're going to die or we're going to lose, not die, I guess. Yeah. But go check that out. It's dope co-op game. Uh, I tried virtual fighter. Don't play it. And I'm just joking. It's, it's okay if you like fighting games, but it's, like I said Tekken is $10 on the store has a um, has an amazing an amazing phenomenal story in it surprisingly and uh honestly if you're like again if you're into platinum's and trophies Tekken's trophy list isn't that bad it it feels like most fighting games are like shit like they're so bad Tekken's isn't that bad at all it's actually really rewarding for what you do all you got to do is just pick a character kind of learn them pretty well and you know, you can knock out most computer fights and arcade, you know, modes and whatnot. Uh, yeah, I, I'd highly recommend it. $10 on the store and the season passes are each like 12 bucks. So if you're into fighting games, check it out. If you're not, I'd still say check it out. It's pretty dope. If you're not into fighting games, you can play as Negan. Uh. Anyways, that is it for today. I know it's a short episode again. Um, should have some guests on the next episode possibly. And, uh, we'll see, hopefully cross our fingers that this switch comes out this week. If not next week, or if not during E3, you know, I, I think, it, I think it will be announced during E3, but, uh, we'll see on that. I'm, I'm really hoping for it though. Cause typically when they do these, these incremental system upgrades, it's typically like it's announced and then like a month or two later or within that month, it's released. So, um Of course, in this day and age, scalpers are rampant, and it's hard to get anything. You can't get a fucking GPU if you want. You can't get a PS5 or a Series X. Like, It's hard to find all these things, so I firmly predict that a, an upgraded Switch that everybody wants is going to be super hard to find. Typically, these upgrades aren't that hard to find, but like I said, at this time in life, with all these scalpers just going fucking crazy on everything... I'd, yeah, be ready. Whenever it is announced and if you want one, be ready, on point. Uh, I'd recommend following Wario64 on Twitter. He typically updates people on PS5 releases whenever stores get them. Um, Xbox Series X releases when stores get them. And uh, you can just follow them. It'll be like, PS5's live now at Best Buy. And you click the link. It takes you there. It's available. You hit it. Buy. Um, of course, there are bots out there <clears throat> that will... Try to sweep these from under your feet at times, but uh, if you are interested in any of these next-gen consoles or anything like that, I- I'd highly recommend wa- uh, following him. His name's Wario Wario sixty-four, like the Nintendo character. W A R I W A R I O sixty-four on Twitter, and uh, yeah, he just does constant updates on deals, all kinds of shit. So go follow him, check him out. Uh, follow me, Maddox Mystic on Twitter. I retweet stuff. I talk to people and I you know like a lot of shit retweet a lot of shit I try to stay active on there (laughs) Um, and I try to if I remember to like keep the pod advertised on there and let you know about future you know episodes or updates or I'll just say it on here but leave a follow on there if you want to keep up with me Uh, maddox.mystic on Instagram leave a follow there Uh, I post all kinds of pictures and yeah random shit that I run into video game moments that I run into funny stuff uh but yeah check me out if you want to support the pod if you want to there's a link in the description and uh thank you guys for listening i know it's been a short episode but we'll be back tomorrow for some more content whether it's short or long i hope everybody has a good day and uh let's fucking go e3 is here baby